hey there, American Farmsteaders. This is Donna with Hazel Bell Farm. And Jenny with the Gramstead Family Farm. And we're coming to you from Northeast Florida as two American farmsteaders doing our best to grow our own food, share our experiences with you, and hopes that you will grow a little food of your own. Yeah, and today we are coming to y'all, since we are in between gardening seasons, to talk about seed starting. Yay. Yes. <laughs> a pretty valuable homesteading skill, in mm-hmm. my opinion, because mm-hmm. it'll save you a heck of a lot of money mm-hmm. if you can learn how to start your own seeds. Yeah, I think back to my first garden and I bought started plants. It was a small enough garden and I thought people who start seeds, like that's only for professional right. <laughs> or like farmers. <laughs> farmers start seeds, right? Right. And in the beginning, I bought plants because I wanted like the instant gratification of the garden looking full. Right. You know, like, right. oh, instantly I, I have, have a garden. garden. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in yeah. our instant culture. Yeah. And that is affordable, maybe, if you're doing one little box. We talked last week about starting one little space. Yeah. Um, It's affordable, but it still costs a whole lot more than seeds. It really does cost a whole lot more than seeds, like substantial amount of money. Mm -hmm. So a little packet of seeds is super cheap and will grow you a ton of food if you can just learn to do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'll start this by saying, just try Mm-hmm. Just try <laughs> yeah. to start the seeds. And you know what? You might fail. I failed. Right. It, it took me a few. I still fail at it. Right. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I mean, it took me a few times to like really get the procedure down that worked for me. Mm-hmm. But I failed miserably several times. But yeah. you just got to keep at it and kind of find what method works for you. Because I feel like there's definitely different ways that you can do it. There are different ways, and I, th- I think it comes down to what fits in with your life and what allows you to remain diligent mm-hmm. <laughs> in babysitting those seeds and watering them well. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, like even when I say st- I still fail, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, oh, I ignored those seeds for a couple days. Yeah, well, and, <clears throat> and I've come to the realization that I have to start seeds where I see them yeah. all the time. Exactly. And so a lot of the times mine go right on my kitchen counter, mm-hmm. right beside my kitchen sink. I hang my grow lights from my kitchen shelves. Mm-hmm. And if they're not sitting out in the open like that, I will just forget about them. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, for sure. So mm-hmm. that's probably my number one tip. <laughs> Put them where you can see them. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Just do it and put them where you can see them for sure. Yeah, I um, have started seeds in all kinds of different places. I don't like to do them in my kitchen. Like, I'm really funny about stuff in my kitchen. I know. And I don't want stuff on the counter. I don't want extra clutter. But it, if that's the place that it works, mm-hmm. it gets the job done, it's not for that long. I can deal with it. No, it is not for that long at all. I mean, in no time, they're ready to pot up. And once you pot them up, Mm -hmm. that's when you really got to move them Mm -hmm. and find like a bigger space. Yeah. You know, or it'll take up the whole entire countertop. Yeah. So. So let's talk about actually starting. Yeah. Like, what what do you need? Yeah. Well, I say start with a really good quality I like potting soil Mm -hmm. versus seed starting mix because Mm -hmm. it's going to have some nutrients in it Um, because once those little seeds germinate, Mm -hmm. you know, they they have a little bit of nutrition in that seed, but they're going to run out of that nutrition really quick. Pretty quickly. So um, it's something that needs to be fed. Mm -hmm. So if you can start with the potting soil that has a little bit of nutrients in it, 
that kind of gives you a little bit of a safety net, I feel like. Yeah, I like that. I don't care for seed starting mix so much um, other than the consistency of it. Yeah. That's the only thing. It <laughs> like is nice and fluffy. So fluffy, yeah. You can, um, I like to do a potting soil mixed with a peat moss to get mm-hmm. that fluffy. Mm-hmm. And then I'll add in some blood meal. Okay. And so um, that gives it a little bit of nutrition to start with. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I wish I could give you, it's like 50-50 peat moss okay. to, to compost is actually what I'll use a lot of times. Yeah. Just, just a good, fine, sifted compost. Yeah. Um, you know, so you don't have any big chunks um, and then a couple of cups of blood meal. And this is like to a wheelbarrow full, like a lot. Right. <laughs> I'm making a lot when I'm doing it. So, you know, get you a little bucket and mix some things together. Mm-hmm. If that's scary to you and you say, no, I need the thing that says seed starting mix. Right. <laughs> you can do that. But um, I would go ahead and add something to feed. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah. The last couple of years that I've started seed, um, I went high dollar and bought the really nice Fox Farm potting soil. I do use that a lot. It is really good. Mm-hmm. I, I really have enjoyed using it the last couple of years, but it does have like some teeny tiny wood chips in it. Mm-hmm. I try to sift those out. Yeah. It um, depends on which blend you get. Yeah. So if you get the um, the strawberry fields, I think, or stra- something with the strawberries. Okay. If you get that one, it's a finer. Okay. Yeah. It has less know. chippy parts. Less chippy parts. Yeah. Because essentially, if you are going to use like a potting soil, you don't want any chips in it. Right. Yeah. No. Because that's going to keep your little seeds from popping up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. be on the lookout for that for sure. Yeah, what about containers to put that soil in? What do you like to use? I like to start mine by clusters for the most part. Yeah, I mean, the cluster method I think works really well for Mm -hmm. a lot of different things. Um, Maybe not everything. Maybe not everything. And, okay, and here's the thing. Not everything you're going to start from seed. They're in a pot separately, you mean? Like inside. Yeah, okay. You know, Um, there are some things that are just a lot more appropriate to just seed directly into your garden. Yeah, like you know, your squashes. Carrots, mm-hmm. oh, squash. Yeah. Cucumbers. Um, cucumbers. Although I did start cucumbers last year and I transplanted them and they did well, but mm-hmm. a lot of people say that they don't transplant well. They're a little more finicky. They, yeah, they can be a little more finicky. I, I, what I have seen, I've done both, and every year I do both. Yeah. Every spring I do both. Um, in the fall I usually just put seeds in the ground because there's no danger of frost. right. Um, but what I have seen in the spring is I'll start some under lights Mm -hmm. in pots and I will put some directly out in the ground later. And the ones that I put that I direct sow to the ground, Mm -hmm. they grow faster and stronger and bigger. They're hardier. Yeah, they're just, they are, they're hardier. They just seem to be more disease resistant and just Mm -hmm. stronger, healthier plants. Yeah. They catch up, um, you know, so I, I kind of, they don't have that acclimation period. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They, they just grow outside. And so they're like hardy, like a volunteer plant, you know, something that you don't have to babysit so much. Yeah. So what are some other things that you always direct? So, like green beans, green bean, yeah, beans, zipper peas, peas. things like things like that, mm-hmm. the um, peanuts. carrots, peanuts, any root vegetable, radishes, yeah, any roots, um, yeah. yeah, and then sometimes with like lettuces and stuff like that, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll direct sow those, but then sometimes I'll start those inside. Yeah, I'll do both. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> those seeds are so tiny. 
And they're I, tiny. I really just like throw a bunch out. And they tend to wash away. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they get kind of lost in the shuffle when they're outside. So mm-hmm. sometimes stuff like that is easier to start inside. I really like to do my lettuces and greens in the soil box. Uh-huh. I have a soil blocker. I've got uh-huh. the little tiny one. I think it's like one inch by one inch or something. I was wondering two about that. Maybe. I think so it's do like you two have, by two. Do you have the little one and the big one? I only have the little one. Okay. So it's like four, a row of four blocks. Okay. Um, and so if you're not familiar with a soil block, you have to have the right consistency, the right moisture. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the seeds the um, seed starting mix soils, the bag soils really yeah. come in handy is, is to do that. But I've done it with my own mix too, plenty of times. Um, you have to have it good and moist. You don't want to have it too dry or too wet or it just won't set right. And you, you pack the um, blocks with the soil and, and then it kind of like punches them out on right. a tray. And there's a nice, perfect little dimple in the top of each square for uh-huh. your seed. So, uh, tomatoes work well in there. Peppers work well in there. Um, but the lettuces really work well in there. Okay. Um, so you can, you can get one of those little, um, seed, what is it? What are they called? Like the little round thing, like, and it disperses just one or two seeds at a time. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. I have had one. I don't know where it is. I don't, I haven't used it in a long time, but yeah. it works really well mm-hmm. for things like lettuce. Yeah. So it, it just drops one or two little seeds at a time mm-hmm. and that little dimple and you can easily cover it over. Um, those do tend to dry out kind of quickly. So I like to set them. My favorite method is to put them in a tray of some sort. Um, I've mm-hmm. used dollar store cookie sheets. Okay. Worked really well. You can get a couple of seasons out of them before they rest to the point that they're done, but they were a dollar. Right. So, like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I've used uh, the lids to Rubbermaid bins. Mm-hmm. Um, I've used all kinds of different, some kind of tray reservoir yeah. that will hold some water. So you're pouring water in that tray. Yeah. And... Um, that's that's been really great for me to do. So what I like about those are that the roots are nice and aerated mm-hmm. and you can see like when it needs to be potted up, you can see what's healthy, you can see right. as opposed to a pot or a solo cup or something like that. I feel like I need to try the soil block thing. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel like I need to try it. I've never tried it before. Well, you can try mine if you want to try it before buying. Right. And I feel like I've tried all the seed starting things except yeah. for that. Yeah. So they make a bigger one too. Yeah. Well, and yeah. that's why I was asking, like, do you have the big one and the small one? Because I, I saw somebody the other day, they started in mm-hmm. the little ones and then their little tiny transplant went right in the yeah. right in the top of the big one. Yeah. And it was like, boom, you're potted up. I was like, Yeah. Oh, so instead of a amazing. tiny little dimple, yeah. it carves out like the exact two inch square. The exact size as the small Mm -hmm. soil block. It's perfect. I know. I was like, dang, I didn't know that it did that. (laughs) That, The bigger one costs quite a bit more. That's fancy. I haven't. Yeah, it is fancy (laughs) for sure. So I haven't, I haven't gone into that one. It's fancy. So yeah, I feel like that's kind of like a more advanced fancy way of starting seeds. I feel like that's like how like your market gardeners and yeah. Like serious growers, mm-hmm. that's how they're starting their seeds. Mm-hmm. Now, for home gardeners, let's talk containers and such. Right. Because, you know, actually for a few years, I had really good luck with those expandable pellets. The peat pots. The peat pot mm-hmm. expandable pellets. Mm-hmm. And I know some people don't like them. 
Um, they've worked well for me a couple of years in a row. They did really good. Um, and those are like really readily available. You can go right down to your, mm-hmm. you know, big box store and pick up like 72 of them. Right. They come usually with a tray mm-hmm. and a little plastic dome that yep. goes on it. So you get your whole little kit and, um, same kind of thing. Same like, kind of thing as do, the soil block. They tine, yeah. They tend to dry out. They do. It's the peat. Yeah, they, they tend do. to dry out. So yep. yeah, you want it, it. It's nice that it comes with that tray. It comes with the tray. Yeah, so you can. And I'm I'm big on bottom watering. Mm-hmm. So I think you you no matter what kind of container you use, mm-hmm. you got to have a bottom water tray. Yep. You know, and you can put a little cap full of fish emulsion in yeah. with your water. Yeah. Although you got to be careful with that if you're doing it in your kitchen because it can get a little Smelling. stinky. <laughs> You know what I really like to use? I started using this year is um, it's by that same company that makes the soil we like, the Happy Valley. Yeah. What is it? Foxfire. Foxfire? Happy Valley. Happy Frog. (laughs) I can't remember the name of it. Fox Farm. Fox Farm. Thank you. (laughs) Like I made it so hard. There is a frog one though. Yeah, yeah. There's a soil that's Happy Frog, (laughs) but it's Fox Farm is the company. Yeah. So they make a line of fertilizers also, okay. and they're all natural. They're all, they're all organic, you know. Um, you're not getting the Petro stuff. Um, but they do a liquid one okay. called Boomerang, and that guy at that Ace where we went yes. plant shopping this spring talked yes. me into it, said I needed it, and yep. I was like, yeah, I think I do. I do, for sure. <laughs> but I like <laughs> I like that it's liquid. So um, yeah. and, it's, and it's a real light, gentle. It does have... I'm not going to say a scent. I almost said a scent to it. It's not, that sounds, that's a too positive connotation. That's <laughs> not, not what it is. An odor about it, but it's not as bad as the fish emulsion. Yeah. It's, and it's different. Yeah. It doesn't smell like fish. Okay. So. Noted. Yeah. I do like it for seed starting though. Okay. And then I just used it for starting tomato cuttings too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Yeah. So you just put it in your water and put your cuttings in there. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Beat them. Nice. Um, okay, so the pellets. The pellets are an easy way. Mm-hmm. They just expand. You put warm water on them. They have a little divot at the top. You can drop your seed in there, mm-hmm. get them covered. Um, outside of the pellets, I also really like to use those little six-pack mm-hmm. trays. They're like all attached together, and you can start six little seeds in one tray. Right. And I think like the... They're probably like two by two, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Two by two by three deep. Mm-hmm. And um, I like that because you can start, you know, six of this variety of tomato and only have to put one plant marker in it. One, one tag is nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things, okay? It is the little things because I tend to lose the tags or they get mixed up anyway. Yes, yes. It's so, um, but then when you pot up out of that, you got to tag everything mm-hmm. anyway. So, but I like those little six tray pack things. Mm-hmm. And then those fit really well all in the big bottom water tray. A big, yeah, a big like 10, 20 tray. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like a 10, 20 tray. Um, and I really think that I'm at the point where I should probably buy some nice 10, 20 trays. I'm looking for nice ones yeah, this year. Because mm-hmm. the cheap ones, I mean, I'll get a couple seasons out of them, but maybe. then they crack. Yeah. yeah, maybe a couple seasons yeah. out of them. They crack. But if you if you know that you're going to be starting seeds and it's something you're going to stick with, mm-hmm. getting a nice bottom water tray that's going to last through the years, I think is worth the money. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I want something to last. And yeah. I'm seeing a lot of ads for them coming through my social media feed where they like, 
have weights that they're throwing on them and stuff like that. I'm like, that's what I need. That's what I need. Yes. <laughs> Can a cow step on it? Right. Right. Well, I was thinking myself, but yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, start small mm-hmm. when you're starting your seeds. Um, but this is a project that will grow into an animal of its own. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna have to pot those up. So mm-hmm. start small with them. Yeah. Um, and it kind of gives you some time to like get your pots ready mm-hmm. and get more soil. Mm-hmm. And then it takes less soil to get started too. Right. Which is nice. Cause then it just, it just gets you on a roll. Right. You know? Yeah. You get, get you going. Yeah. So do you cover yours? While they're germinating? It depends on what it is. Um, I do like to cover peppers. Yeah. Because they really like the heat. That helps hold the heat in, but yeah. also moisture. Um, tomatoes, a lot of times I'll cover. It, it, I mean, honestly, it depends on, on what I'm starting and how I'm starting it. If I use the soil box, I'm not covering. Okay. I don't, I, I don't think I've ever covered those. Okay. Um, but like if I'm cluster seeding, I always do it in some kind of a container with a clear lid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about cluster seeding real quick Mm because everybody might not know kind of what we're talking about. So that's you're taking a big tray Mm -hmm. and you're filling the whole tray with dirt. Mm -hmm. Right. Not even a big one. Like not even a big one. Little like, like, yeah, uh, like I guess container. Right. Like I guess it doesn't have to be a big tray. It can Mm -hmm. really be any size no one container. year I went to my local Wally World and I bought just because I saw them on an end cap and I was like that's perfect it wasn't even like in my mind but that's perfect right. for starting seeds and it was you know it was like meal prep something like around the first of the year so it was like time for us to start seeds anyways for mm-hmm. spring and that's that's what their purpose was but I thought great so it's like maybe the size a little bit bigger than a sandwich okay and it has a clear lid, it right. snaps on, and right. perfect. So I this one is black creme tomatoes. Right. This one is Bradley tomatoes, you know? Right. And um, I I like to just use a piece of masking tape on there to label, mm-hmm. and I know what's what. And mm-hmm. then, um, so you, yes, put your soil in, put your water in, sprinkle a whole mess of seeds in there. Right. Be careful, though, because like I said, this is a project that will grow into its own... <laughs> animal (laughs) before you know it you have a hundred tomato plants right and so like with this method like you don't really have to be concerned too much on how close the seeds are together Mm -hmm. you're just getting a bunch of seeds down in that dirt right and it also you know germination rate is a thing right Mm -hmm. and um if you have something if you're trying to start something that has a lower germination rate or you're not sure because maybe they're older seeds or they were given to you wet, <laughs> like there's all kinds of things that could happen. Um, you can, you, you put them all in there and you're not wasting the space of a pot for each one. Right. Right. A pot doesn't sound like a big deal, but a tray of pots is kind of a big it, deal. It does start to take up space, right. especially if you're needing to put it in an area where you won't forget about it. Like your kitchen. Like your kitchen. Yeah. Space matters. Yeah. So this, this is a good way to, you know, you're only then dealing with the good seeds. Because the bad ones won't do anything. Right. And, and and they won't take up any extra space. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. And so once they sprout, you're mm-hmm. basically... 
teasing them apart, yeah, one at a time. You're basically plucking them up out of the dirt mm-hmm. and repotting them into a bigger container mm-hmm. of its own. Yeah. And my favorite reason for doing it like this is you can pick out the strongest yeah. little plants. Yeah. So you don't have to like, oh, I, you know, all of these have one leaf <laughs> or, you know, you never know what it is. It's always something like... <laughs> They look, um, they just look puny or leggy yeah. or whatever. You you can only pick out the strongest and you're good. Yeah. So cluster so, yeah. seeding. Cluster seeding. That's an easy way to do it too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an easy way to start. So. Um, so in general, mm-hmm. sowing seeds, mm-hmm. you know, of course you can always look at your seed packet. Right. But there might be times where. You don't have a seed packet. Maybe a friend shared some seeds with you and just threw them in a little Ziploc baggie Mm -hmm. and you don't really know how to plant them. Mm -hmm. So the general rule of thumb is sow them as deep as they are wide. Okay. Did I say that right? I think it's twice as deep as they are wide. Twice as deep as they are wide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of a, a... a rule of thumb. Right. It's a, that's a general, broad right. way to look at it. Yeah. 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 There are some exceptions, just like every other rule. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's that's a good way to get you going. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to think of, like, when, when that's been the most important and when it hasn't been. Um, because, like, well, we talked about the carrots, right, where we were like, eh, Let's not. Let's try this other thing. Let's see if we do better because carrots can be really hard to germinate. Carrots are tricky. Carrots are like their own animal. Yeah, but we've we've figured it out. Yeah. So um, those go deeper. Right? They do. They go a lot deeper. But the reason that you don't want them to be too deep is because there's only so much energy in that seed that mm-hmm. once they germinate, that they can reach the the surface Push and through. yeah, and start to photosynthesize. If you plant them too deep, they, they kind of burn out of energy. But what we learned is when we do the carrot, so what we like to do, Jenny figured this out last year, is um, dig a trench, put some sand in the bottom, throw your seeds in and sand on top, and then just keep it nice and watered. So the sand is easier to keep moist yeah. and watered. But it's also a nice, soft medium for mm-hmm. those plants to come up through, and they're not burning so much energy is my theory. Yeah. I, I really don't know, like, what's the science behind it. But it, it seems like it's just easier for them to push through. Yeah, and I really feel like that tiny little sand trench really, like, holds the seed where you put it. Yeah, Because yeah. those little seeds, they just get lost in the shuffle in regular soil, I feel like. Right. And, and you can just lose them over time. And they just time. get washed away. Yeah. yeah, and then you have carrots growing in your walkway. Right. right. If you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. Like, most times they're just lost. <laughs> they're just gone. Yeah, so, and and that, that whole sand trench thing, I actually learned from uh, watching some homesteading family videos, mm-hmm. Josh and Carolyn's videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of their kids actually figured it out. Mm-hmm. What Their kid was sowing seeds that way, and he was like, son. That's way too deep. That's way too deep. That's never going to work. Yeah. And he was like, well, let's just see. Let's We'll just do it this way, and mm-hmm. then we'll do it your way, and we'll just see how it comes up. And, you and know, that's how they do it now. And that's how they do it now. Yeah. So that's actually how I do all my small seeds now. If I direct sow anything in the garden, mm-hmm. you know, like lettuce seeds or 
green seeds, mm-hmm. in those teeny tiny little seeds. I always do the sand trench. I think I did my lettuce that way actually this year in the spring. Mm-hmm. I didn't have great lettuce. I, mm-hmm. I didn't do well with it this year. I had a, I had a difficult garden this year, but I digress. Um, it is a good trick. Yeah, I did my rutabagas like that, mm-hmm. and that worked really well. Okay, so the root things I really like the soil blocking for. Oh. Yeah. So um, what's his name? No-till grower guy in England, Charles Dowding. Yeah. Um, he does his, like, beets, and um, what else does he do like this? I can't remember. Beets is fresh in my mind, though. Um, he'll... He'll sow three seeds together. So the soil blocks work well. You can drop okay. three seeds right there together. And then as they grow, he thins out one and mm-hmm. plants two together. Okay. And um, that's how they grow best for him. And um, he's able to take them to market when they're ready. Um, that was something that was new to me. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a try. Right. Like, Give it a try. I don't remember if he did it in the soil block, but it works really well. It worked really, really well for me that way. You know, and that's the thing. It's just trying different things. Mm-hmm. You got, if it, if it fails, just try something different. Mm-hmm. Try it a different way because there's so many different ways to do all these different things. You just yeah. got to find what works good for you, for the medium that you're working with. The plant you're trying to the grow. The plant you're trying to grow. Yeah your little microclimate you're in, like Mm -hmm. it all matters. So you just got to find what works. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I like how we've said before in the past, that's um, like, you're going to fail. Just that's how you learn though. Own it. (laughs) You know, just just own that. Yeah. But I like, um, we've started calling it failing forward. Yeah. You're you're failing forward. You learn something. Right. Right. So technically it's not a failure Mm -hmm. because you learned. Yeah. Yep. So some things are trickier to germinate. Mm-hmm. Some things like it a little bit more warm, like your peppers. So mm-hmm. I usually put a heat mat under my peppers when I'm trying to germinate those. Yeah. And um, my new peppers that I grew this year, I've actually been trying to start those seeds for, this was the second season that I tried to start them because the first time I didn't get any of them to germinate. Mm. And it was so funny because... These were um, seeds that I got from Seed the Stars, mm-hmm. and um, they carry, like, a lot of, like, native Florida seeds, yeah. like, a lot of neat, like, different kind of things that grow really well in our area, yeah. and I was having such a hard time getting these pepper seeds to germinate, and so that particular year, I was using chicken coop dirt right. to start my seeds, right. and so, like, I emailed them, and I'm like, hey... I'm having a really hard time with these seeds. Like, I know it's not y'all's seeds. Like, I buy seeds from y'all often. I always get great germination. Like, I know it's not y'all. It's totally me. Like, how are you starting these particular pepper seeds? And so she writes me back, and it's like this long, you know, couple paragraph long about how they start these pepper seeds. Which is so kind that they responded in that way. It was so amazing. And I was like, wow. (laughs) You're definitely doing it way different than I am. I'm just throwing them in some chicken coop dirt. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) That's funny. So this year when I started them, um, I actually like really babied them and put Mm -hmm. them in a good medium and put them under, you know, had a heat mat under them. And then I even took um, the heat mat this time I put inside a glass baking dish Mm -hmm. 
And I put plastic wrap over that so it right. wouldn't get wet. And then I put my trays over that. And then I once I got the seeds all sewed, I wrapped the whole thing in like saran wrap mm-hmm. to like really make it like a little greenhouse. And mm-hmm. it got nice and hot and everything germinated. Good. And, you know, so certain things are just a little more finicky than others. And sure. so, sure. again, you just got to keep trying. Find a way that works. Yeah. Yeah. So in the yeah. past, though, just, you know. To say chicken coop dirt has worked well, <laughs> it works. Yeah, it's gonna. It's it'll work well for a lot of things. Yeah. Um. And I've thrown lettuce and carrot seeds. My best lettuce and carrots have been where I didn't plant them at all. I didn't plant per se. Like, right. I didn't dig holes. I took straight goat poop and rabbit poop. With yeah. That pelleted poop. Yeah. Spread it into a bed and I dropped my seeds in and watered them and yeah. that was it. That's all I did. You know, and I think it is nice to, and I've always been a firm believer in like, use what you have, Mm -hmm. you know, so maybe instead of going out and right off the bat, I mean, unless you want to go out and buy the, you know, potting mix that costs a little bit more money, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but if you don't. I mean, for some people, that's what motivates them. Like that's what gets them excited to do it. And if that makes your skirt fly up, do it. Do it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but if you have resources at home that you think might work, try it. Yeah. You know, it's just a little seed. If it doesn't germinate, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So, um, gosh, we haven't even gotten past germination. Okay. (laughs) All right. Keep us on, keep us on the, the ball here. All right, so I'm not using my grow lights while I'm waiting for stuff to germinate. Mm. I mean, some stuff does germinate quicker with light. Like I think peppers is one that lettuce, germinate a little bit quicker. Lettuce needs light, yeah. Okay, to mm-hmm. germinate. Yes, lettuce yeah. needs light, yeah. But like if I'm doing like a tray of tomatoes, mm-hmm. I'm not having my light on until those seeds sprout. Yeah, now they want it like as soon as they sprout. Yeah. So you have to keep checking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a a common mistake that I see people make a lot, and I did it in the beginning too, was having my grow light way far away Mm -hmm. from my tray once everything germinates. Right. Um, that'll make your plants really stretch for your light Mm -hmm. and they get really leggy and they fall over and they're done and they're no good. Yeah. It really is, um, like the support and the structure of the cell walls is not great. Yeah. So, so. I mean, I really try to get mine really close to my tray, like an inch from the say, seedlings. Yeah, like just a couple inches. Yeah. Yeah. And so that can be a little kind of tricky to figure out how you can get that to work for whatever kind of setup you're using. Mm-hmm. Like mine start out and I have like several baking dishes. Underneath. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> okay. stacked on top of each other and then my tray on top. And then as the plants get a little bit taller, you got to kind of lower them. Uh-huh. Um, so you just got to find something that works. Um, yeah. Alternatively, you could use little chains on your lights. Yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> I go the other way. I go from the top. I move the light up and down. You move the plants up and down. That's smart. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so Again, works. I guess I was just kind of using what I had. Do, do what works. Yeah. yeah. Do what you got. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, lights. make sure your light is is good and close. And there's different kind of lights. I've seen people do just regular fluorescent lights. Mm-hmm. I've never tried that before. I mean, mm-hmm. when I started doing seeds, I just went right to the store and got the full spectrum grow light. Yeah, there's some, I don't know what the numbers are, but there's like a certain wattage you want and all of that to... For the fluorescent? Yeah. 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 I don't I don't remember what it is, but it's easy, easily found on Google. Yeah. 
Um, I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, I bought a set of lights last year. Um, They they are made for growing, and they have like all the full spectrum color, right? And they daisy chain together. They daisy chain together, which is super convenient. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do like I like them a lot. I'll probably be ordering more. I almost sent them back because I was like, eh, (laughs) I don't need these. I'll just use the outside. (laughs) And then no, they really were nice. I think I'm gonna order more. Well, and I do really prefer a grow light over natural sunlight in mm-hmm. the beginning because mm-hmm. essentially you got to have these seeds in a covered area. Right. So they're not getting sunlight from the top. So no matter where you put them, it, it just makes your, your plants lean towards the sun. Right. I was going to say, which brings another point is to make sure that if they are getting light from the side, that you turn the tray. Right, because they can kind of end up getting leggy if you don't because they're essentially just stretching one way to try to get to that light, Right, and that makes them leggy. So, yeah, yeah, you got to kind of turn the tray. and Even under the lights, like my lights, it's not like a, a... a flat light. It's their bars. Right. And so like I have several of them together over a tray. And yeah. so like the plants that are directly under that light go straight up, but the ones that are kind of between the bars yeah. tend to lean. So I do move the tray. Yeah. And that helps strengthen the stems too. Yeah. As long as you keep moving them. Yeah. So what we should probably do is um, on our show notes, put some links in for our grow lights that we're both using because okay. mine are different from yours. Yeah. And um, y'all can just kind of take a look to see what exactly we're using for our grow lights. and Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Okay. So what else? Um, don't wait too long to pot up. Right. You know, essentially those roots are going to fill up whatever medium they're in mm-hmm. and they are going to need to be moved. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't move them, you're going to end up stumping it and um, mm-hmm. they won't be quite as vigorous when you pot them up. Yeah. Don't be afraid that it's the wrong time, that it's too soon. Just you're better off to do it too soon than, than not do it than at too all. Late. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't want stunted plants. So don't, don't be afraid to try. Yeah. Yeah. And make sure you're potting up into something that has some nutrients in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, too, even when I pot up, I'm still leaving my pots in my trays mm-hmm. to bottom water. Yeah, I, I really like the bottom water. I really do, too. That's why I like the 10-20 trays, because even when I pot them up into, the, I think they're like two and a half inch pots, um, yeah, I can just water underneath. Yeah. It's nice. Or you could use solo cups in that way, as long as you uh-huh. have some drain holes in the bottom, they'll they'll take water up through that, too. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of things you can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And don't pot up too big when you pot up the first time. Hmm. Yeah. You know, because you might end up having to pot up again. <laughs> Gosh. Like, especially with like a tomato, you know, because your right. tomatoes grow really tall mm-hmm. and every time you pot them up, you're essentially burying them two thirds of the way deep. Deeper, yeah. Yeah. And so if the first time you pot up, you go for a much bigger pot, so what I like to do with tomatoes, not anything else, just tomatoes, because okay. because of because the way, of that. yeah, you have to plant them so deep that yeah. way. I like to um, when I every time I pot them up, um, I'll put them in a bigger pot or cup. Solo cups work really well because they're deep for tomatoes, yeah. 
And um, I will put some soil on the bottom, put yeah. my plant in, and then a little bit of soil on top. I don't go all the way to the right. top. I leave some room yep. so that as it, that plant continues to grow, I can right. keep adding soil in. So, so definitely something big enough right. that has some space. Yeah, because yeah. you can add more soil to it as the tomato yeah. plant gets taller. Now, I will That's say... That's a good trick. We're, yeah, we're, we're in July. So like we're talking about our fall gardens, that perspective right now. But in the spring, that's especially important because you don't want to put anything out too soon. Yeah. So right now, like the heat is not going to kill my tomato plants. Right. Right. Um, right. I'm not concerned about that. I'm more worried about getting them in the ground and getting tomatoes before our first frost. So um, I'm not going to pot them up too many times before I get them out in the ground. Mm-hmm. I'll put them out sooner than I would have in the spring. Yeah. So yeah, something to keep in mind. Yeah. Well, and two, I think it's important to remember, like just when you're transplanting a plant into the garden, you want that soil to be watered already. Mm-hmm. When you're potting up, make sure you're potting up into pre-moistened soil. Right. You know, if if you're point, if you're potting up a moist plant into a dry soil mix, that soil mix is going to pull all the water it's away from wick, that root yeah. ball, um, and which essentially is just going to take water away from your plant and stress it. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. make sure that you always do the pre-moistened soil. Mm-hmm. Yep. I Even agree. when when you're starting your seeds too, I agree. Make sure that's pre-moistened. Yeah, definitely. You know, another really good way to water your seeds is um, I usually have a plastic water bottle Mm -hmm. and I take the top and I poke three teeny tiny little holes in the top. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Makes like a little mini waterer, Mm -hmm. really fine stream of water so you're not washing your seeds all over the place. That's good if you just have a little bit, like like the cluster project thing. Um, Yeah, that is a really good tip. Um, I like to use a mister. So you could use okay. a spray bottle. Yep. I like a little spray bottle that holds like a quart and a half of water and you can push the button and it just mists. Yeah. Right? It locks in place. Um, I like to use that when I get more seeds yeah. going, when they get bigger, I've got a lot of trays. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. So, um, so let's see here. What else? Oh, okay. So they're ready. You're ready to put them in the garden. Mm-hmm. Make sure you harden off your seedlings. Yes, that's super important then in the spring. In the fall, if you're starting them outside, it's not as important. But if yeah. you did start them inside, it is important. Yeah. Um, but even still, like compared to spring, not as important because in the fall, you're losing daylight, mm-hmm. right? Um, like for us right now, it doesn't seem to make a difference. Right. <laughs> right. The sun <laughs> no. is so powerful. It's relentless. Overbearing right now. <laughs> I heard yeah. somebody say the other day, the sun is mad. It is. I feel like it's angry at us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, definitely you want to harden off. And that means um, moving them out a little bit at a time, Mm -hmm. letting them spend a little time out in the sun, not full sun maybe, just some partial sun, bringing them back in. Yeah. And this is something that you really do have to be dedicated to. like Because it's a lot to move all those trays in and out and in and out. Yeah, and out. it is. And then so they're going to spend a little more time every day outside in uh-huh. the sun mm-hmm. until they're ready to go to their new home in the garden. Yeah. So when when I do that, I even um, will put the pots out in the garden where I want to plant where them, you want them to before go. I plant them. Yeah. yeah. They, they spend a day or two where, right. where they're supposed to live <laughs> yeah. before it's time to plant. 
Yeah. And make sure they're happy with that spot. Absolutely. Yeah. Because once they're in, they're in. That's right. <laughs> um, so let's talk about how do you know when to start your seeds? Okay. Yeah. So um, you want to know how, well, depending on what you're planting. So like right now we're planting for fall and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. You need to know how many days of uh, no frost you have left and how many days of no freezes you have left and kind of work backwards. And um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm trying out a program this year. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like what? <laughs> that doesn't sound easy in its technology. <laughs> is it the one that Joel Reagan? It is. It's the seed time. So they yeah. have a free They have version. a free version. Yes. Yeah. And I'm I trying it out. It. It's really cool. It's, okay. It, it really is cool. I think I'm going to end up paying for the full version. Okay. Um, so like you can put in, you put in your zip code and it okay. tells you how many frost free days you have left. And then you can put in like, what are the plants you want to plant? And it'll tell you, oh, you want to, and you, there's like a super, simple uh selection like you want a succession so okay well how many times do you want to do that and it tells you exactly what days you need to plant exactly what plants like, I like so, it I know like right it's spelled out for you right super just easy. tell me what to do yeah so <laughs> if that's not something you're interested in the way wow. you need to do is look at a calendar how many frost free days you have left and work backwards so yeah. you need to know how long does it take a plant to go from seed to fruit. Right. Right. Which will be on the back of the seed packet. Yes. And that's mostly not confusing. (laughs) (laughs) Clear as mud, right? Um, Yeah. So you need to know like, and I say it like that because like tomatoes, it tells you how many days to get fruit based on the transplant time. Right. But like radishes, that's not the case. That tells you how many days to get fruit from the time you put the seed in the ground. So um, you kind of need to do a little research for each kind of plant you're wanting to grow to figure out how much time you have left. And, and then, too, like what likes the frost, you know? Right. Um, so, like, for collards, we like collard greens that grow um, right up to frost, and then they get a kiss of frost, and it's a better flavor. So yeah. I want them coming to maturity as I'm expecting first frost. Yeah. Um, and then we'll grow them all winter long, and they'll be great. Mm-hmm. So. It, it's it's really a matter of sitting down with a calendar and doing the math of frost-free days, mm-hmm. cold days, how much time is left, how much time does it take to grow, and all of that. Yeah. So did you have anything more insightful than that? I don't. <laughs> to add? I mean, that's really how basic <laughs> it is to me. It is. It, it is very basic. And after you garden for a couple of seasons, mm-hmm. um, you don't really have to think about that stuff much. You just kind of know, like, you it's just time to start know. seeds in July. Right. Like, we know that we are supposed to start tomato seeds in July for fall and winter gardening yeah. here in North Florida, but have I? We haven't. No. No. We haven't. No. no. I did take cuttings, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I have that much done. I know. I looked at my cherry tomato plants that I still have in the ground in the garden this morning. And, and I mean, they're, we're not picking cherry tomatoes anymore because mm-hmm. the bugs have set in. Mm-hmm. But I thought, hmm... I should probably grab some suckers off of that. Yeah. And I probably would, but I don't want to grow that same cherry tomato in the fall and winter. So Mm. I need to start seeds. Yeah. And I'm going to do that, but I'm going to have to wait like a week and a half. And that's just how it's going to have to be. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, life, life happens. Life happens. So, you know, I'll start them whenever I can start them and Mm -hmm. 
go from there. So what other seeds are you going to start? So I am doing, I'm getting set up for warm weather things now. So I'm, I am going to start some cucumbers and squash under lights because yeah. it's just too hot and muggy for them outside right now. So I will start those um, probably near the end of August. Okay. And then when they're big enough to move out in probably September. Yeah. Like they'll probably spend three or four weeks inside before yeah. I move them out. And then I'll have them to grow in the garden October, November. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you just kind of have to know like, oh, okay, that leaves me six weeks. Yeah, that that's perfect. Right. You know, um, so for warm weather things, tomatoes, I'm not starting any new peppers because I have a ton of peppers happening. I know. Um, it's, I mean, it's a good problem to have. I am starting more okra because I had the okra craziness that you should be getting okras right now. You should be inundated with okras right now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not. So I am starting more okra plants and, um, or I just, I just started those actually. And those, I just put seeds in the ground. They, they can handle everything that outside has to throw at them right now. Um, squash, melons, I'll do another round of peanuts here. Okay. Getting ready to plant. I'm glad you mentioned that because Mm -hmm. I pulled all my peanuts today Mm -hmm. and I wondered like. You can do them again. Well, right. But, you know, once those rhizomes are in the soil, Mm -hmm. I mean, am I going to have peanuts come up Mm -hmm. like soon? (laughs) You might. Yeah. Like I wondered like. Yeah. I mean, because we have so much more warm weather left. Like, are they going to immediately regrow or are they going to wait until next spring, summer? So I don't have a lot of experience with peanuts. Last year was the first year I grew them. Okay. So I planted them in the spring last year. I harvested half of them in July. Okay. And then I left the other half not really knowing what I was doing. It was an experiment. Right. And um, the ones that I left really didn't do anything more. So I really should have pulled them. Well, at the same time, a good friend of mine planted hers in July. Okay. And so she harvested in November. Okay. So I was like, oh, I should have just done that. I should have just harvested all of them and replanted. Right. So um, that's my plan. Okay. And you could even, I, I could have succession sown them. Like, you know, start start a new batch once a month or something like that all summer long. Yeah. Um, so they are heat loving. So if you want to get them in, like in your local here, we're 9A. Um, right. now's the time. Now's the time. Yeah. I still have some seeds left too. Maybe mm-hmm. I should just reseed the row that I just pulled. You could do that. You know? Yeah. They're so easy to grow. They are so easy. They need nothing as long as you can keep the rabbits off of them. Yeah. <laughs> and deer. Um, so then I had some that came up, volunteered after that July, like, after that, I had a couple of plants that popped up that I had missed. Okay. Um, and then in the spring, like once the cold came and went in the spring, I had a bunch come up that volunteered. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. I wondered. wondered and how I don't that was think it down. was the actual peanut. I don't think it was the seed that I left behind. I think it was root. Yeah, no, it, it they do. They leave rhizomes in mm-hmm. the soil yeah. from what I understand. And, and that is how it regrows. Like yeah. once you're, once that rhizome is in your soil. Yeah. Well, I'm here for the volunteer. Like I'm all about it. Yeah. Grow baby. Right. <laughs> grow baby, grow. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'll do some peanuts. I'll do, and I will start seeds indoors soon for my cold things. Yeah. Yeah. Broccoli, yeah. Cabbage, Broccoli cabbage, collie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All those good things. Yeah. I, those won't go out until probably October. Yeah. And then at that time, I will also plant carrots. 
mm-hmm. any of the winter root things that you want to grow, rutabagas, parsnips. Have you ever grown those? No. I grew them. I don't think I've ever even ate a parsnip. <laughs> well, I had to grow it because, I don't know, I'm an idiot sometimes. <laughs> like, let's grow that. We can grow it. Let's grow it. Um, yeah, we didn't, I mean, it, it's kind of like a turnip. Okay. So turnips is another one. Um, your greens do really well in the winter. Lettuces do really well in the lin- winter. Yep. Um, what are you going to be growing? All that. All of that. All yeah. that, but probably not parsnips. No, I don't. I won't do them again. Rutabagas for sure. They're finicky like carrots. Are they? Yeah, mm. but not as good as having a carrot. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, green beans. I, I, yeah, green beans are going in the ground again. Yes, I'm doing more green beans. Mm-hmm. I saved some yard-long bean seeds, mm-hmm. and in the spring, I found like maybe five mm-hmm. uh, Trail of Tear seeds, oh. the black beans, yeah. Cherokee Trail of Tear beans. Um, I found like five random ones, like in a Ziploc baggie. And so I grew just those five for the purpose of seed. And so I just harvested those seeds. And so I'll do those yard longs, green beans. Cool. I'll probably do all that soon. Very cool. But I got to clean out my dang cherry tomatoes first. Yeah. I've got a lot of to do too. I do too. It's going to be so much work, Mm -hmm. but... It's going to be so nice to have it done, and it'll be worth it. Yep. And the the, the winter garden is a lot easier to keep and manage. It's <laughs> so much easier. It's so much easier. It really is. Yeah. It really is. All right. Well, anything else? All right, y'all. We are going to do a seed giveaway since we're talking about seed starting this week. And um, Donna and I both have a pretty good collection of seeds that we've harvested from our own gardens, Mm -hmm. and we wanted to do a giveaway for y'all. So we're going to put together a nice little collection of all the seeds that we've saved. (laughs) All kinds of seeds. So a lot of the things that you just heard us talk about. Yeah, a lot of those things um, and lots of flowers too. Yeah, lots of flowers too. Yeah. So if you're not on our Instagram page, um, go ahead and get on our Instagram page or our Facebook page, and we we're going to be posting a reel about a seed giveaway and you are, you're going to need to go on those pages, like them, follow them, comment, share, do all that good stuff to enter the seed giveaway. And at the end of the week, we're going to be picking a winner and shipping out some seeds. Yep. So you can grow your own garden too. That's right. All right. Bye y'all. Bye.